This week, I'm taken to the extreme levels of etchy. And I answer the question, wait, aren't those two related? I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett, and we watch anime. Garrett, I wanted you to expand your horizons this week and explore the full ecosystem of what anime has to offer. It's got its many nooks and crannies. Much like a rainforest, we can explore the majesty and history of shows universally acclaimed by the masses. But other times, we have to be thorough and check under the rocks and show the underbelly of this anime culture. This is that episode. Uh, we will be explaining the unexplainable. Defending the Undefendable, the surprisingly eclectic world of ecchi manga centered on the brother-sister complex. Or as we're titling it this episode, Legend of Onichan! <laughs> before we get started, give us a one to two trailer explainer of what we're going to be talking about today, what you kind of took from the episode. Well, you hit the nail right on the head. You're showing me all of the nooks and crannies that a pair of siblings could show one another. <laughs> They're showing each other's nook and crannies. You shouldn't be doing that until at least you're 18. So, uh, yeah, so what happens is that I gave you, this is another explainer, meaning that we're going to be doing multiple series. Uh, mm -hmm. I try to get you to do about two episodes each because I know for me, it's very, I, after two episodes, I'm pretty much done with most of these it series. It was enough. It, it was, was enough. It was like, you could just be like, okay, and you can like close your laptop. <laughs> After two versions of it. Um, it also makes... I don't want the algorithm on my Crunchyroll to get too crazy. So, uh, to start... Uh, the, so, the idea is that etchy harem anime, romance anime, for some reason, one of the archetypes for a lot of times that's really hard to explain is, like, the prevalence of incestual relationships. And so, instead of, like, nipping at the corners of it, we just dove into the ones that really, mm. really highlighted the Onichan episode. So... Yep. Um, but tell me which animes did we cover today? What are we, which anime, which episodes are we going to be talking about? Uh, the first one and arguably the most disturbing one was Brother Love. Yes. Uh, following Brother Love was, uh, Edomenga Sensei. Right. And finally was, uh, if I get the name correct here, uh, Testament of a Sister New Devil. Yes, Testament of a Sister New Devil. totally has to be the direct translation of whatever that right title it, is. It, it definitely was and brother love has a much longer title which we'll get into a sentence second but um yeah so what happens a lot of times is that there's a lot of stuff that i don't think will ever cross over into the threshold of a western audience really understanding but i think it's no less important for you to understand mm -hmm. before we start with those anime that we talked about we're going to go uh, anime by anime this week um, is that I understand the idea of how people talk to each other, what the suffixes are all about, what the wordage is all about. So you know, if you have an bro older brother or sister, you still have to revere them at, at a higher level. Your suffixes are going to reflect that. The O in Onichan or Onesan or something like that symbolizes an honorable. So you're saying, this is my honorable brother or sister. So when you're Onichan, the knee part's the brother, and Chan is like a... Uh, like a way of being cutesy with the name. So it's kind of like being, oh, my, my sweet little, my sweet older brother who I love so much, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So it gives a lot of reverence to it. So I, I, don't, I know for a Western audience, you're not going to pick that up, but it's also a word you're going to hear ad nauseum through these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that I wanted to make sure that we gave that just enough context. We got Onichan, which is male. Onesan, which is older sister. We got Imotos, which are younger sisters, and the Ototos, which are, are younger brothers. That relationship aside, we're really focusing on the older brother to younger sister relationship. Right. So to start, we are going to... <laughs> it feels we're gonna, so dirty to talk about. I know, like, seriously. It's weird that we're going to be diving into this. I know most people are like thinking, like, why did they even bother with this? In my mind, I feel like you're going to bump into this. And I wanted you to at least like get your calluses, right? It's like guitar yeah, yeah. playing. You got to get some bumps and bruises. You got to get some blisters first before you can get your proficiency down. This is right. you developing calluses for watching anime, specifically the, the dirtier stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the first anime we started with, and this is a nice test of my ability to speak Japanese, is Onichan Takedo, Aisai Areba Kanke Nainone, which uh, means in English, as long as there's love, it doesn't matter if he's my brother, right? <laughs> And then, in parentheses, it should be like, tee -hee. 
But what we call it is Oni, uh, it's brother love or Oni Ai, which is what we're going to shorten it to. So if you want to say either of those, that's fine. Garrett, first question. We're going to start each of these episodes with the first question. Does Akiko, the main heroine, love her Onichan? She loves him real bad. How much does she love him, Garrett? Uh, she loves them in a way that is unexplainable and, as you stated, undefendable. Um, so I don't think she just loves him. She very explicitly... She's obsessed with him. She's obsessed with him and explicitly wants to have sex with him. Right. Going full right. well I mean, that they are... So, so I won't put the cart before the horse, <laughs> but as we watch three of these types of shows... Right. Um, as you said previously... Some shows kind of touch on this mm -hmm. complex, the brother love. Some touch, uh, some like dive a little more deeply. Especially this there's one cousins, it's a little bit is, more, you know, not that big of a deal. This like one a is driving a semi-truck <laughs> down the highway of doing her brother. <laughs> and, and no amount of like emergency off-road off stop. It's going to slow that truck. It's going to slow that truck down. She is full steam ahead gonna do her brother <laughs> and not only that but like it was kind of a curveball when you watch it so i'll let you give me a full synopsis because right. so so essentially it's very superficial it does not matter points mean nothing yes um uh akiko from what i gather in the first episode i don't know if she was separated from her brother and here's a big distinction mm -hmm. this is the one that i picked up i think they're blood they are. They're they're actually twins. Yes, they're twins. So and that's that's we'll get to this later, but this is straight on like sibling sibling. So they're separated for six years. Right. I'm just gonna guess their parents divorced. Yeah. And, and nowhere to be found for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so six years later, they move in together, right? Yeah. Uh, at this dormitory at school, which again, one of the very first episodes. You gave me um, had to do with uh, it was monster 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 house yeah. yeah and you told me about this sort of uh, plot line that they like to do where they put a single male and surround him with like five or six women and mm -hmm. each of them has specific character traits and right. goes from one to the other but blah 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 yeah so for whatever reason they're both sixteen and again. It's creepy, but if they could just make them 18 years old, I think I'd find it a fraction <laughs> less creepy. Just slightly less creepy. <laughs> but they move in together at this school in a dormitory, and it's uh, Akito, the male, mm -hmm. and his sister, and Akiko, one, two, yeah. three other women living right. in this dormitory. And they're now going to school together. Uh, because I guess she's living with him and his side of the family now. And she follows him around like a puppy dog. And like a puppy dog, she is humping his leg <laughs> the entire time. And she is not hiding this at all. Like, look, growing and evolving, sexuality is a spectrum. I don't know. I'm trying to be really understanding yeah, Garrett, Garrett, you know, I'm wanting to see how far you can take this reel before we have to, but, before we have to hit the, but, the switch. But sometimes when you feel things, you shouldn't say them. And, and She's walking she around is, school going like, I want to have sex with my brother. Do, 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 do. Right. She's in like the locker room, again, gratuitous butt cheek scene. Right. And she's talking to her two friends and she's like, I can't stop thinking about my cute brother and they're like Haha, you've been like this since you got here yeah the, the fact that everybody is nonplussed about this fact like the fact that she has friends is just bizarre to me some things that like popped out to me was the first episode threw me for a loop because um she comes off the train station she's a bumbling girl she's like teehee she puts her ticket in the wrong side mm -hmm. she drops her her book she does all this stuff and she's there like mm -hmm. Hi there, brother. Like, I'm assuming she's a kudode. Like, if you were to ask me, like, what I... Oh, no, a dandere. I'm thinking she's the shy, stumbling, mm -hmm. bumbling girl. Yep. And I thought to myself, this is who this girl is. She's going to be the cute yep. little shy little sister, right? But mm -hmm. then she kind of, like... You kind of see that that's an act by the time she gets to the time where he's like, Hi, brother. I'm going to go take a bath now. Teehee. And she goes into a bath, and she's assuming that he's going to follow her. To take a peek. 
Yeah, and he's gonna, that he specifically was going to take a peek. And this was another thing I saw. I've been watching anime now for more than 20 years. I'm still shocked when I actually see nipples. Yes, and nipples I, underwater. I was like, I was like, I was like, mm-hmm, okay, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> because I've been so trained to like, when there is nipples about to be shown, there's usually like steam coming out or there's usually like a well-placed, you know, cloud or they're covering just like the areola specifically. Like, there's usually like a faint trace of coverage. This was just like, it's like, Beth, <laughs> sing along to the cute song and nipple. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> right. I'm so always shocked she, though. So she starts like falling asleep in there and she storms out of the bath because he said, hey, why don't you take a bath? I'll hop in after you. Right. He's waiting for her to get out, you know, yeah. like a normal person. Like a normal human being, yes. And so she storms into the room in a towel. And she's like, are you telling me you had no intention of coming and looking at me? And he's like, uh, that would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> Never crossed my mind. And the best part of the show, if you can get past the real hard creepiness of it, is his reactions to everything. Like, she's just like begging him to sleep in her bed. Yeah, she's like, oh, we, oh, it's okay. We don't have to sleep in the same bed together. So that means we're going to do it on the floor, right? And he's like, closed door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, which I want to get to that. But he goes, at one point he goes, uh, I will be blunt. There's no way in hell. <laughs> but to your point with the door closing, one thing, and I don't want to give the person who wrote this story very much credit because they're sick, dirty people. But... <laughs> In this show, the musical cues were phenomenal. I love the musical cues. I was thinking to myself when I was when I was watching, going like, "Huh, I really enjoy this music." In fact, you're not going to hear it here, Garrett, but I'm going to give us a little interlude to talk about more about this show with the song playing in it right now. Is my cue? So, uh, so Garrett, you know, as we smoothly listen to the dulcet jazz of this song here and stuff like that, what I wanted to talk to you about was the introduction of the harem. Right, we're introduced to the harem, and instead of normally how you said where we get one girl, two girls, three girls, we literally get like a potato gun shot at the <laughs> in which we meet all of the girls at once. Like she's yeah. like, why are all these girls here all of a sudden? No! Right. And we meet all the different characters that are in there. The first, by the way, did you see the theme song at all? Uh, hold on, I had a note here. Yes. Okay. With so, the recorder. The recorder's thing yeah, was like... Under the desk? <laughs> yes! Talk about it, Garrett. Go. This is your thing. Okay, so, music is so, going. I'm going to still have this music playing. So, so uh, let's give a little bit of background on the other girls that, that he moves in with, uh, yeah. along with his sister. Right. Uh, so the first one is there's this kind of like this homie girl. Like, she's the one who cooks dinner, and she's... Uh, she's like the little next girl character. She's trying to get to him through, like, his stomach, and, like, mm -hmm. probably the most normal of the other she's ones. She's like the girl next door character. That's her right. architect. She's like the... Uh, then there's another one who looks like she's straight out of uh, Sailor Moon with the white shirt and the white hair. And she, what's the Dere that is just very, like, even keel? That's a coup today. That's She's, so a, she's a coup today, right? She's a 100% quintessential coup today. With right. like the, the eyes are the what tells it. It's usually the... Yeah. Yeah, so she's like, so, I mean, like, uh, who's going to sit next to him at dinner and, and feed the glutton? And he's like, uh, I can feed myself. No one's talking to you, glutton. And <laughs> yeah, she gives you gluttonous pig. Yeah, and then, yeah you like that? <laughs> and then there's the bombshell who inexplicably has a freaking eye patch. And she exclusively says, I'm a gal. So she's the Gadu character. She's the, um... She's the Mito from uh, uh, Megumi Mito from uh, from uh, Food Wars. That like that like girl that's very like you know she talks very like hello, big man. She lock she locks him into uh, in the library and she's like, so you want to be my sex slave? I know it's they so, they, anyway. they literally shoot you in the face with the edginess. So show. so going back to the theme song, I don't think the theme song for the first episode had this. But for the second, second one, yes, they started to get really weird. So like, there's like a profile image of him at his school desk, and, and he's just he's sitting there. And and the the kudere, her head is underneath. Oh no, maybe maybe it wasn't the kudere. No, no, it was the kudere. It was the pigtail yeah. kudere. Yeah. And and her head is like very clearly filleting him. Filleting him, yes. And then he he moves his chair back, and she's playing a recorder. She's playing the recorder like. <laughs> I remember being like, I gotta talk to Gary about that part. 
Because there's things that shock me, Garrett. This thing, like the fact that it shocked you, trust me, for a fan like me, it still like was like, whoa, they're doing this. Right. And and again, like, I feel like whoever wrote this anime, when he went home for the Japanese version of Thanksgiving, his sister was like, uh, uh. is there something we need to talk about? Because the the lead female, Akiko, she goes into the, she's like, I'm a brocon. Yes. You know what that is? And her brother's like, lovely day we're having. Yes. And, and she's like, no, a brocon. I love my brother. He's like, this miso soup, delicious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, take a hint, lady. Like, <laughs> and whenever she's being perverted, she has that, like, that laugh, like, which <laughs> <laughs> she's clearly fapping in her bedroom to this, to this, like, to this, like, that's like, so here's the thing. This actually gets me to a real point. So a lot of times these erotic things and what we'll kind of talk about more with the Aero manga is these usually come in the form of what's called light novels. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about manga, which is exclusively a graphic novel. You've read those before. Anime is the cartoon that usually follows the manga. Light novels are basically books with mm-hmm. intermittent manga in between. Mm. And a lot of times it's for women, and a lot of times it's meant to be kind of like erotic thrillers. Kind so of like Daniel Steele. Yeah, it's basically our Daniel Steele with like little anime in the middle. But it's also could be for boys. It's it's like it can be like literatic a lot of times. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, but a lot of times it is. And so it's it's kind of a way to like show that this was this was a light novel. This was something that was intended to be a Daniel Steele novel. That's why everything is so abrupt. That's why everything shoots you in the face because they don't have like the length of a full length book to get to places. They have right. to kind of just send it to you right away. So question, Garrett, yeah. as we move on from this show, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this on the scale? Seventeen point three. <laughs> If you could like double do a chorus of like, so that's so we're saying that's extra, extra uh, on the you're uh, like so much so that you're like swatting the air in front of you. Yeah, you just yeah. like it because again, like as as we'll find out in later shows, a lot of times when they mess with this brother complex, right? It's a step sibling or or someone that just like randomly shows up the family and we're adopting them, right? So so for and of course. Look, if you go, not that I've ever been, but I've heard that if you go to Pornhub (laughs) or or any of those, any website like that, people freely play with the whole step-sibling, our parents got married, otherwise it wouldn't be such a big deal thing. People fetishize that like crazy. Yeah. But this show, to go blood twin sibling, Mm -hmm. uh, now I, I have read that in real life i i don't know how to put this but if like siblings are separated very very young yeah and later in life they somehow come together right but they don't know that they're siblings but they come across each other right they can have uh, a high attraction Mm. to one another I don't mean to give any of you light novels. You, you don't apply Jung there. to this character. You can't apply Freudian psychology to this. This guy's just a perv, Garrett. We just got to leave it at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Garrett, what I'm going to do for each of these, because I, I thought, yeah, it's hard to put to words what these things mm-hmm. mean to people. Who are the Who is this for? Um, so I decided to enlist the help of um, my anime list to look up the reviews for these shows. Mm-hmm. And there is one anime, this particular anime for Onii, uh, this guy wrote a, tw- I put it in a word count, 1,248 words explainer uh-huh. on how much that included quotes for Sophocles and Confucius. I will read a paragraph from that review. Okay. Curtain up. The reason why I started this review with a quote from the great Roman tragedy and Sophocles is simple. As long as there's love, it doesn't matter if he's my brother, right? Is a tragedy. In the end, Akito is unable to make the right choice, is unable to love his little sister, and is unable to uphold family values within the household. The ending of this story is perhaps the very saddest in literature, as the heart of any viewer would wrench during the highly emotional climax and somber aftermath. And after everything, when we realize that this little sister will never truly know the love of her older brother, we will also realize that as Akito is doomed, Western civilization is as well. That was the review for this show. Do you concur, Garrett? 
I think the author of that comment is 48 years old and lives in his mom's basement. <laughs> Still- <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to the next so one. I just want to know, because for those out there, for the for the handfuls and handfuls of you <laughs> out there <laughs> following us, in the last episode, we discussed one of the all-time great animes, One Piece, and Kyle had his wife review them. Did your wife happen to see any of these? I remember walking to the bathroom while she was like doing her hair, and I go, I'm going to let you know that um, I'm, uh, I'm doing it. Our next episode is going to be on the brother-sister complex. She goes, gross, and that was the last thing we talked about. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That was, that was pretty much it. So I was like, yeah, it's not going to work. And uh, so, so for me, another thing I just also want to point out, I did not watch Oniai until we did this show. So I was looking at Brother Sister Complex, and it came out of the, the Testament Sister New Devil, which I watched, and I wanted to see if there's more like it. So know that for me, this is not a, a common thing for me. It's hard is it to believe that I, me bringing up this topic. This is all I, in the name of science. This is all in the name of science. It's for, it's for a true study. In fact, we're going to continue on our study. We have to go through our manipulative variables on our scientific test. Okay. Uh, we're now going to be talking about Arrow Manga Sensei. Yes. Um, which was a manga from 2014. The anime was uh, created in 2017. This was also a, uh, a light novel. Right. Which, uh, by the way, if I may interject, uh, yes. New Devil's Testament Sister <laughs> and uh, Arrow Manga. Yeah, that works. And Arrow Manga Sensei. The animation was light years better than Brother Love. Right, right. Uh, Oniai was made in 2010 with the anime in 2011, so it is the oldest one. Of them. Oh, that's not that. That's not that big a difference. Kind of right, and and also you kind of sh- kind of see there's also a cap to how far the Brother Love complex mangas mm-hmm. went because they kind of got to like midway through the 2010s and it was like, all right, we're done with these. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about Arrow Manga Sensei. Uh, yeah. The first question, just like I asked the last time, Garrett, does Sagiri, the main heron, love her Onichan? This one is less clear. Mm, mm. <laughs> she does, but this is an interesting relationship between um, Masamune mother, is brother and male. sister. And yeah. of the three shows we watch, by far, it's the least sexual. Mm. Uh, so again, this is uh, step siblings. Uh, and as best I can gather, a year, year and a half ago, um, she was brought to the house by her mom because mm-hmm. her mom was marrying uh, Masume's dad. Yes. Masume. Masamune. Masamune. So Sagiri's mom was marrying Masamune's dad. Right. And upon that first meeting, Masamune, he's, he was a young guy. I got the impression he was like freaking 11. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> who knows anyway, these people? So, so he sees her and he thinks she's like this cute little girl. But immediately he says, welcome to your home. I'm your brother. Mm-hmm. Or she says, hi, big brother. So you think they're going to have this wonderful relationship. Well, apparently some tragedy happened because Sagiri doesn't come out of her room now. And there are no guardians. No lie. adults. Once whatsoever. again, we're in a situation. Let's and at one these. point, someone in episode two says, aren't there any adults around? And he goes, yeah, we have a garden who's basically never here. <laughs> Let's like let's inexpl- inexplicably like pubescent teenagers. Let's just leave them together. And yeah, nothing really wrong could come from this. Right. So, so, so Masamune is uh, so as this is a, so. What's crazy is that this is a light novel about a light novel artist right. group, basically. So, so Sagiri becomes completely introverted. She doesn't leave her room, and if she does leave her room, it's clearly when Masamune is not at the house because. Uh, he brings her all of her meals and he says, uh, will you come out? Uh, I want to see your face. You know, he, he leaves these beautiful trays outside the door right. and all, all these meals. Uh, in the meantime, he's trying to go to school. Don't know who's paying the bills. And he is trying to make some money on the side. So he is a published author of light novels. As Kyle mentioned before, novels, light novels are maybe 70, 80% writing, 30% manga tucked in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his have this really beautiful artwork. However, he is not the artist. He is the writer, but mm-hmm. he hooked up with someone on the internet who likes to call himself Arrow Mango, which kind of creeps him out a little bit. But yeah. this person is an incredibly talented artist and draws these sultry, seductive, amazing 
uh, images. And really, people, I guess, are buying his book. I mean, his writing is so-so, but mm -hmm. the artwork is really what they're after. They're selling, right. So, you know, one day he drops off yet another meal to, to his sister, mm -hmm. and uh, he leaves a little note on on her thing as he always does mm -hmm. and he's rushing to get to his room because he's never met his artist right right you know but someone at school a friend of his who somehow at like 12 years old owns a manga shop <laughs> tells him that that artist is going to be streaming that night mm -hmm. right so he logs on and he watches the stream by the way, like, a creepy, like, I'm not kidding you, If I would not watch a stream in which a person who draws, like, perverted animated girls yeah. wearing this, like, crazy, like, you know, doll mask in the middle of a black, dark right. room. Right. She's like, harder, everybody. She, she could have been, like, Dead Mouse or, like, a <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Aeromanga is the Dead Mouse of erotic animated pictures. So... But, so, she's sharing her screen. I'm sorry, the artist is sharing the screen. Right. And uh, showing the photo, but then they take it down, and she's wearing the mask that Pal said is so creepy. And uh, she goes to log off, and we know it's a she, because she stands up, and it's dancing. It's clearly a female body. Right. And she forgets to turn off her mm -hmm. video. So, there is Masamune watching it, and he starts to put things together, and he sees in the bottom left corner mm -hmm. of the image right. the food tray mm -hmm. that he gave his stepsister, Sigiri. So, so now he's like, oh, my God. My artist is my sister. Oh, my God. She's stripping. And, and she didn't know the camera's still on. on the camera. Yeah. So he, like, runs down the hallway with, like, his laptop <laughs> in hand. <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out his introverted sister is drawing his erotic art. But mm -hmm. she refuses to admit she knows the name Aeromanga. And when he says the word erotic, she goes, don't you say those dirty words in front of me. Because if you go into her room, you can tell this girl is going to grow up to have like a unicorn complex. Like she has mm -hmm. like the pinkest room with all the girly proponents of it. Yep. For, for agoraphobic, it's actually pretty clean. You yeah, know? yeah. For like a person who's like pretty agoraphobic, she's like literally has a nice, very clean. Room. He even says that he goes, "Wow, it's kind of tidy in here." <laughs> yeah, it's like for a hoarder like you are. I'm surprised I don't see like bottles of pee everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, so she's like like a very cute little girl who's very much, uh, you know, very shy. She's very much the Don Dede character, very like quiet and stuttery and all that stuff. She does very yeah. She has to put on and like an Xbox microphone right. to yeah. speak out of a speaker so he can hear her. Right. And then the best parts when she calls him Baka and she forgets to take up her microphone. It's like Baka, and it's like creates this huge feedback loop and throughout the house. So Garrett, this is um this is this show is kind of your introduction to what's kind of known as like the manga writing genre. For some reason, manga manga writers have gotten so bored with creating new stories for manga that they've created stories about manga. And there's a lot of series that follow this. I, I know that this is like an attempt to be meta, but that's right. so stupid. <laughs> and the fact that you're allowing like erotic stories from like young teenagers is a little, it's a little sketchy to say the least, but yeah. Whatevs, we got anime. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's usually like a slice of life anime. Usually it's something that has nothing to do with a lot of conflict, but mm -hmm. it's, it's just the slice of life about what it is to be a manga artist. Cause it is like, honestly, to be clear, to be a manga artist in Japan is a very hard life. You don't get paid a lot. Mm -hmm. And while we get, have, like, have like a high-quality content thought of anime, anime is kind of like considered like cartoons in Japan. So it's not, you know, it's so it is a really hard life, and there is something, a story to be told out of that. But in this case, it's like in the form of brother-sisters brother like having a weird relationship with each other. Right. Um, so, Garrett, I want to talk about a very WTF moment I had, um, because I want to speak about another character you meet in episode two. Her name is Megumi, who is the class president, and she gave me multiple what-the-ever-living-fuck moments. <laughs> right. So, so Megumi is apparently, because clearly Sagiri's locked in a room, she hasn't gone to school. Hasn't gone to school. So Megumi stops by and she presents herself as a school representative. Yep. And she's tried to make friends with everyone in class. Mm -hmm. And it bothers her 
that she can't make friends with Sagiri. Right. Uh, who she doesn't call Sagiri because she doesn't know her that well, and that's her first name, so she calls her Izumi. Yeah. Um, so she goes to her house, and at the front door, she immediately is flirting with Masamune. This is the most bizarre interaction and he, here. And he's not reacting to it, and she's like, what, does your dick not work? And, and he's like, excuse me, what? She's like, what? All girls my age. We love dicks. And his response dicks, dicks, goes, dicks. By the way, your sister probably likes dicks. Dicks. And like, I know I'm going to have to say He goes, what has happened to Japan? <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. What is happening here? I remember watching this going like, with my mouth agape, thinking to myself like, and by the way, she's probably, what, 12? 13 maybe i don't know because there's no parents there's no frame of reference i don't know how old anyone is and she man she loves that chin chin let me tell you by the way chin chin is a dick means, means d-i-c-k so it's played just so to speak yeah and uh yeah so i remember when, when no one in japan knows what it looks like because they're all digitally like yeah someone face. actually pulls on their pants it's just pixelated like oh <laughs> whoa so that's what that is so it did look like it does on video. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, then we got to, and so she is kind of like the conniving, you know, student representative. She tries to get Sagiri down. But I guess through the factor of her, like, knowing that she's, that Sagiri's speaking to his ear, she, mm-hmm. like, syncs the phone to her phone and then, like, hides behind her back and makes him admit that he kind of thinks that she's cute, that she's a great drawer, that she's very... That he washes her underwear. Which is another weird thing. Like, this is another thing about... Well, I don't think it's weird that he washes her underwear. I mean, I wash my wife's underwear. I mean... But you, A, married your wife. B, are not related to your wife. C... Eh, my mom will wash my underwear. Like, if it's in the laundry, it's in the laundry. The fact that he he said it was sexy. (laughs) Yes, he fawns over this underwear, Garrett. It's not just so much like, oh, this is her underwear. Boop, throw it in the laundry. It's literally like... You're, you can't compare because I washed my sister's underwear was an interaction that happened within this show. So I was like, gosh, darn it, Japan. Like, what are you doing to me here? So we get to the show uh, and, and we get to another character we meet named Elf Yamada, mm-hmm. who is dresses up like a lollicon, which is something that I want to explain to you because it's something you're going to hear a few times throughout this show. I am familiar with the lollicon, but for those watching and listening at home, so a lolicon is a person who is attracted to young prepubescent children, essentially. And most of the time it's female. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sigiri is kind of like the lolly character. But Elf Yamada is like intentionally tries to dress like the lolicon character. Usually they're wearing like doll dresses with like, you know, the, 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 the what's it called? What are, God, stockings, thank God for, yeah. I finally got to it. The shoes that they were like, like they had were like, like big pigtails. Right. They're like intentionally trying to be doll. They look like, like an uh, American girl doll. Right, exactly. And, and, and there's like a real subculture in Japan on the idea of lolicon and, uh, you know, everywhere else to be exact. But, but this is like what you'll see in a lot of Japan. So when someone says lolicon, that's what they mean. Like you are someone who is attracted to that. And uh, so that's another weird trope that, that happens in these shows. One of the things that I do think is weird that you're going to notice is how when there's a show that sexualizes the women of the show, the men tend to dress very vanilla, but the women dress in the craziest things you'll ever see any human being walk out of the house in. Their hair is usually set up with bells and flowers <laughs> and huge ornate. Like they look like crazy, you know, things. So right. that's another thing I'm always like, why does she look like that? But everybody else looks normal. Like mm-hmm. who can spot the, the etchy heroine? <laughs> Let's see if you can find her. And she's got like a, a whole tree in her hair like that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> Instead of where's Waldo, it's where's Elf Yamada. Yeah, where's Elf Yamada, right. So, um, Garrett, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much would you give this on the factor? Uh, we now drop back down into real numbers. Below 10, so we're in the within the 1 to 10 ratio, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9, because he does, he does fawn over his sister's panties a bit too hard, and my guess is in the first, see, with with brother love, they throw you right into it. Yes. I feel like the awkwardness is going to increase in the show as the episodes right. go on, as he either grows more fond or they reveal more of her feelings for him. 
and it's going to be bad. Got it. Um, so I'm going to read the next my anime list review for <laughs> for is this Arrow the Manga same person. Uh, this is a different person, and the subject is this show is trash, and so am I. <laughs> quote: I love penis. End quote. Quote: Then your penis is useless. End quote. Said by a girl who is 12. Quote: Isn't this dick in the wrong place? End quote. I binge watched this, and let me tell you, I've never felt such cringe before. I've never felt like such trash, such like a degenerate ever. This is the kind of anime anime you can't let certain people know you watched and enjoyed. Those people might include colon anyone. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't let casual fans know you enjoyed this. Also, Elf is the best girl no contest. Overall, 8 out of 10 would watch again. Say it with me. This show is trash, and so am I. <laughs> Terrific review. That review gets a 10. That's a good, you concur with that with that review of, of yeah, Arrow Mega Sensei? Yeah. All right, so now we're moving into number three, which I found to be the, the wildest of yeah. the three that I sent to you, mm -hmm. uh, which is called uh, Shin Mai Mao no Testamento which is Testament of Sister New Devil. I love that name. It's so weird and it's so random. But uh, Garrett, first question. Does, uh, does uh, the main character Mio uh, love her own Nichon? Uh, no, yeah. not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. By episode two, she's kind of forced to, which is weird. <laughs> but again, this is even, this starts out, Really weird, right? Like, and, seems like and, and 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 then it gets decidedly less weird. Yes, but then it gets weird again. <laughs> you go on this roller coaster of like the testament of of new weird moments. So, a pair show opens. Yes, and uh, the lead Basara or Tojo yeah. Basara, yeah, uh, is in a diner with what we're supposed to believe is his father. But looks like his degenerate older brother that just got out of like juvie. And they're all scarred up to no end. So like the dad just like, "Hi, son," and the dad brother son's like, "Yeah, that's such a like, good idea." Pube facial hair, pubey facial hair, and everything. And I also noted he kept smoking indoors, and I was that's like, "That's a very hey. Japanese thing." Yeah, that's a very right. Japanese thing. Yeah, they'll, so, they'll smoke in restaurants. So he says to to this kid to Basar, he's like, "Hey, uh, you you didn't know I was dating anyone, but." Uh, I'm dating this lady, and you're going to get two new new little sisters out of it. He started with, to a teenage boy, I heard you, didn't you say you wanted a, a, a little sister? Which is a little creepy to start with <laughs> at a diner. Like, right. It's, it's very much like he's and, like. And, and his son is like, I never said that. He's like, and the son's probably like 15. Yeah, he's 15. And he's like, no, 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 you definitely said it like 10 <laughs> years ago. And he's like, why would I remember that? <laughs> and so... Much like unveiling that you got a new puppy, this time you're getting yourself a new sister. But she doesn't show up, Garrett. Where did she go? I don't know, but uh, Basara gets real nervous and he just has to go to the bathroom and he neglects to see a sign that says, please knock, and he opens it up and there is a busty redhead. And again, this is not coming from me, but my wife really, she's of Asian descent, she really wonders where all these large-breasted women are supposedly <laughs> residing at in Red Japan. Mind you. Red headed <laughs> And they all have green eyes. Right, right, yeah. So, <laughs> so he goes in, and he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, the lock. And then she looks like she's going to yell. So he runs in, and he covers her mouth and holds her against the wall. Which is, like, the worst thing you could do in this situation. The worst, he, if you had a script on what not to do if you accidentally walked into someone in the bathroom, you don't pin them against the wall with their legs around you and cover their mouth and go, this is a mistake. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't say anything. This was an accident. <laughs> this is you totally innocent. And he's like, he's like literally got her sat on like a, like a radiator and he's like, no, it's the toilet. <laughs> on a toilet he couldn't be in a more assaulting position and try to explain how this is not a big deal uh, it was like what are you doing so of course that's his sister right that's his that's his sister new devil and and there's another sister who is who looks like she's like nine she's a lolly she's 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 there to hit that lollicon 
right. uh, that quota that we were supposed to have. So it's really uncomfortable. And and the next morning, uh, I, or maybe it was weeks later, I don't freaking know. Right. But he wakes up, and the one that he walked in on in the bathroom, Mio, is on top of him in short shorts, her breasts heaving, and the zipper's undone on the short shorts and her panties are coming out. And she's like, I thought all boys your age would want to get, like, woken up like this. And he is freaked out because, okay. No one does this. Right. Ever. So, so then she's like, I think I feel something hard. And she goes under the covers, and he's like, I'm not, I'm not. And he wasn't. It was a porno box that says, here I am living with my new, new stepsisters to train or it's something like, like I remember it was like, it was uh, my night and sister in the abandoned lot or something like that. It yeah, was yeah. crazier. So, so he's like, he says under his breath, he's like, how'd this get here? This isn't right. mine. How did someone... So him? then he trips off the bed and he falls on his sister and she knees him in the nuts. And... So this so is my question So he goes down to the kitchen. So th- before we get to this, I wanted to check in with you, Garrett, yeah. to see if you're yet sick of the accidental erotic moments of the, oh, I fell into you. Uh, like, are you there yet? No, I remember no. when we did the first no, time. No, because it served a purpose here. I don't know. Okay. okay, one day we'll get to that point where you're like, Kyle, I've reached it. I've reached the destination of I'm sick of the accidental sexual moments, but you've now gotten to two. So let's, let's get a nice little counter at some point of how far <laughs> right. we're going to get Garrett into the accidental sexual positions. So he goes downstairs and his eight-year-old little sister is, mm-hmm. is making like eggs in only uh, a a freaking splatter guard and only an apron mm-hmm. and her panties are hanging out the bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm getting real creeped out at this moment, like real creeped out. And then she reveals that she is the one that put the porn in the room because don't, don't you want to know how to train your new young step siblings? Oh no, wait, wouldn't you rather train me in person? And I'm like, Here's the thing. I know, I know. So this is a disclaimer for folks out there. I know it seems like all young This boys. is like, I'm sorry. I felt like Ace Ventura when he finds out Finkel is Einhorn and Einhorn is Finkel. He's like, ah. <laughs> and he's like, he's got the, the, the plunger. And he's like, <laughs> They, so the, the fact, this is the thing that I'm, so, so people out there. Yes, young teenagers. Have, are probably at the height of their, their libido by this point. They're very much interested in the females that are at that point uh, heterosexual or identify as such. And, but it seems like you can't just like shove it in their face and be like, oh, they're just boys, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's what this show did. And I was like really annoyed by it that like the dad's like, because he's like, dad, these girls are literally sexually harassing me for the most part. And your dad's like, you're a boy, you can deal with it. And I was like, gosh, yeah. what are you doing, I- man? Without getting into the, the the social consequences and the politics of it, you know how there's been, like, the pushback against the term, like, boys will be boys? Right, right. I actually do believe that boys will be boys, but someone put it so perfectly on the internet. Yeah. They're like, boys will be boys is not how they treat women. Boys will be boys is when your sons cover the slip and slide in mayo and and run down it into, like, an... You know, like, that's boys will be boys. Right, right. Like, right. all those stupid idiots. Right. Not exactly. like, don't do anything illegal with your stepsisters. <laughs> yes, I think, I think this, is a, this is an exception to that rule. Uh, but it's like, it's like he's not doing anything wrong. They're just, like, consistently costing him. Like, legit accosting yeah. this man. Um, yeah. And so we, I guess we find out that there's that gods are real, that spirits are real, that well, demons so, are so real. Well, so all of a sudden, if this wasn't... So there's a... Um, <laughs> So Mio, the bussy mm-hmm. redhead, she gets walked in on in the bathroom. Then, then she assaults him in bed. Then she almost gets assaulted outside of a convenience store. And people can't stop assaulting And Mio, Basara kind of comes to the rescue. And they get out of there. And she, she softens to, to him. And, and she's not forgiving him entirely, but she softens to him. Right. Um, but they have this moment 
at the convenience store where a bunch of guys try and accost Mio and and Basara comes to the rescue and he brings her to to his favorite lookout point, which is a romantic thing to do. But whatever. But she's softening to the idea of him right. not completely forgiving him. So they get home and Basara's father is like, oh, I'm a photographer and being a freelancer, I need to be responsible. So I'm flying to Dubai. Watch after, watch out for your two younger sisters. And Basara's like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm dodging breasts all over the place. Like, <laughs> so, so the father leaves and Basara goes back inside and the lights go out and it gets murdery real quick. Right. And he walks into a room and when you walk into a room and someone is sitting there waiting to talk to you, but they're not facing Basically, you. Yeah, they're just like looking out the window. Hi there, Basara. Run. <laughs> Run. Run. Nothing. I don't care how, how many accidental boob grabs you had out of that. You get out of that house. Nothing it's a trap. Good. Nothing it's a trap. <laughs> Colonel Akbar. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so the little girl, Maria, says, it's time for you to leave the house. And he's like, oh, hot. Want to get sushi? And she's like, no, I don't think you're understanding. Long story short, she is some sort of elven demon in dominatrix gear. Just because she's a demon does not make it less creepy when the 10-year-old is in dominatrix gear. Garrett, they make that's the logic that they try to use in these kind of lolicon moments. Like, I'm an ancient being, so therefore you can sexualize me all you want, even though I look nine years old. That's, that's what I've been watching with, like, my wife watching a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, right. Is they explain a lot of stuff away by being like, oh, well, really 300 years old. <laughs> nope. Nope, not okay, though. So no. Well, could you at least, like, take over a 30-year-old's body? <laughs> so, and it turns out that Mio, the busty redhead, is uh, the daughter of a demon lord, mm -hmm. and... Maria, the small one, reveals there are other creatures, there are gods, there are even heroes, and you need to get out. And Basara's kind of acting dumb, and she uses magic, which pops up on the screen in sort of these like ancient right. flowy ruins, uh, which reminded me of The Magicians, right. uh, which is a bad show based off of an even worse book, <laughs> and, and throws him against the wall, and she's like, you know, we we modified your father's memory. We're going to modify yours. Mm -hmm. Tries to do the dead Jedi mind trick. Turns out the is not quite the pushover and his hand turns into a GD sword because he's a hero. Right. He's a hero. And he's like, just get out of my house. He's about to get the slay these two demons. And then he stops and he goes, I don't like that you've messed with my dad, but I'm not going to kill you out of my house. And, you know, very white knighty about it. And then right. they, they leave the house and... And they start to get attacked by demons. And and he calls his father and he says, Pop, you know, you got to tell me these things. Or, no, <laughs> you got to tell me that I have demons right. in my house. So it turns out his father was in on it the whole time. He was not... He's a hero. Anyway. Yeah. He's a hero. Basar and his father came from a village. They left five years ago. They're heroes. And his father knew the backstory of this Mio, who is a, the daughter of a demon, but she never knew. She only right. found out a year ago. She was taken right. away from her father. Her father was, was like the demon lord. This guy is like the top demon. Maker. He was right. a peacemaker in right. the demon world, whatever the hell that means. Right. And... And so people are gunning for her now. Right. And Basara's father's like, uh, I think we got to watch out for her. And Basara's like, well, what's your reasoning? And he goes, well, uh, I got to go, but I'm going to send you in a message what the reason is. And so he texts him a photo that he took of all of them saying that they're a family now. So Basara goes out and he goes to the lookout point and he finds Mio being uh, attacked, Mio and her sister Maria being attacked by demons and he comes to the rescue and he defeats the demons. Now, this is where I was at weird when she was dry humping him and he walked in. Right. When I, when I found out that she was an, an ancient being or that she was demon, blah, 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 
it got less weird because I said, okay, they're not going to harp on this. I'm going to move away from it. Right. And then he saves her and their family. But I never got to the second episode of the show. And I think what you're about to tell me is that like a buccaneer ship at a theme park, I'm about to swing right back in the weird. That's it, Garrett. So what happens is, is that we find out that um, Maria is a succubus. So now the dominatrix nine-year-old is a ancient being that not only is sexualized, but also is powered by sexuality. So she enjoys this kind of stuff. And she's the servant of Mio, who is the daughter of the demon lord. At some point, they, she decides, she goes, I'm going to need to cast a spell. It's a full moon, so we have to do it tonight in which we're going to do a master-slave relationship. And they even ask the same question. Why would we decide to do this? And she goes, well, what happens? So this is, makes it that you always know where each other are and so that you can keep track of me who's always going to get attacked. Yes, I know, Gary, that's the same face. And so he goes, what about cell phones? <laughs> and she goes, what if you're out of service? What if you're not able to get a signal? What if you don't know this? Like, she's trying to explain why phones is not a logical idea for this. Wait, so, so Mio like a, trying to get Basara to sign a master service? Yes, exactly. And so, so phones, not a good idea, according to the, the three something, you know, the ancient succubus that's a nine-year-old. And right. so she starts to spell. And everybody's assuming that Mio is going to be the master and, he's going to, and that Basara is going to be the slave. Then all of a sudden, the, the, the mark of the master goes onto Basara's hand. And Mio goes, wait, I'm the slave? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, uh, Maria's like, quick, you're, there's, a curse is going to go. If you don't kiss his hand, which marks the beginning of this, of this mm -hmm. pact, do it now. Otherwise, a curse is going to go happen. So she's like, I'm not doing that. That's weird. Which is a logical response to this woman, who, by the way, over the course of an episode and a half, has been, ass has been assaulted, both sexually or otherwise, at least seven times. And she goes, she, so all of a sudden, the, the, the seal gets dark. And all of a sudden, she's like, ah, ah, she starts writhing in pain. She's on the floor. He goes, she goes, by not kissing the mark, you went against your master. And that is a curse that gets put on that. And so now you, he has to sub, sub, makes you subservient so that you can go back to it. So now she's in a space in which any time he touches her, she gets this orgasmic rush of just pure bliss. So like arm, <laughs> chest, <laughs> and like eventually it gets too much. And she's like, and the succubus is like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Until we get to a point where she's like, Anita! And I remember that was the exact moment I go, nope, nope, I'm done with this. All right, guys, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you never. I have, I have uh, breakfast to make tomorrow morning, so uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to get to bed now. <laughs> and it takes several showers. Oh. So, yeah, that's, that's what happened in episode two, Garrett. So to kind of close out here, uh, on a scale of one to ten, what would you give this on a scale? Uh this one gets a sliding scale, and it, it goes between... Uh, like a, like the Pioneers. Yeah, between, between 7 and 10. Oh, wow. So it gets to, it gets to the point. So you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't dig the sex thing to a, to a poor, like, refugee daughter who's being attacked by people all the time? You didn't, you didn't find that entertaining enough? Uh, so let's read the review of this, Gary. Of all the shows, <laughs> I think this is the one I would watch again. <laughs> so here we go. My anime list review for Testament of Sister New Level. Okay. Basara is your typical self-righteous hero devoid of personality, an indecisive ap ap apologetic asshat who lets himself go on the, wild on the wild on the girl's tits when he damn well pleases. When his sexuality reaches the point where it's brought under question, he gives in to his urges, then he seeks to be comforted by said tits from having gone too far from his manhandling. By the show's end, he's only a few notches away from being another despicable uh, main protagonist character. If only. If only that would have actually been the case. At least it would have been less forgettable. All the girls in the show line up to feed the ego of the whoever uses Basara as their surrogate. They exist just to get their breasts fondled or to consistently refer to them as Onichan or Baka. A little too delusional, but not to the point of aggravation. Do you agree with that review? Ah, this person's sitting up on a pedestal thinking <laughs> they're pretty high and mighty. They don't have, a, they don't have a, new, a sister new devil to themselves, so they wouldn't get it. Um, so Garrett, 
what we're going to do with our Weeba Noob score is we normally end out our, mm-hmm. our show, now that I've already made you need to bleach your eyes out, is we're going to rank this in terms of what, um, you know, how, which one you would see again. And also maybe signify there's ones that you would see again. Um, I will start. I would rank this as I like Aeromanga the most, mainly because it's newer. I, I, I did watch a Testament of Sister New Devil, so I'll put that at two. And Oni Ai is just too much, too soon, too like easy to figure out. Yeah. And I just was over it by like the middle of the second episode. So that's and then what I watch in these again, I probably watch Aramanga again. It, it seems like it's still got somewhat of an endearing story, mm-hmm. and it's also newer, so the animation's enough to watch. So where would you go, Garrett, with this? Uh, number one would absolutely be Testament of a Sister New Devil. Nice, and it would be because. Look, I know from what you just said about the second episode that it's going to go heavy into Etsy. Mm-hmm. But to me, there's no weird brother-sister thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not even step-siblings. Right, right. It's this loose concept of family, mm-hmm. and they don't even do it. And I bet you it'd be super interesting uh about gods and heroes and demons and would absolutely watch it again would get through the weird sexual stuff like i do with any anime you send me (laughs) and totally number one okay uh number two would be aromanga it's a little slow moving i don't know if i can get interested in like watching an anime about writing an anime (laughs) you know like i don't know if it's for me Yet again, it's in high school. Right. Stop. <laughs> and, and then Brother Love should only be watched in a college course where you're studying <laughs> other cultures and you have an excuse to say, I had to watch this in the name of understanding another culture. Because Mutual you, understanding of friendship, much like Monster Musume, Gary. Yeah, because I don't... <laughs> it's... Like I was, you gave me the, the links to watch it on YouTube right. and even like, I know the internet is a dark place, right? but just even reading comments there and like, yo, she's thirsty for her brother, yo. And you're like, <laughs> uh, so knowing that, uh, Testament of Sister New Devil is your top one, Aramanga is my top one. Let's give this a weeby noob score. Just to see like, is it something you should go out and watch right away? Or is it something you really put behind you? like we would normally do a score. I would give Aramanga Sensei like a five and a half because I would say like, if you're interested in Slice of Life, if you want to try the, like if you want to see a, an interesting anime, eh, go for it. I wouldn't say go nuts with it, but I'd give it a five and a half. Well, interesting. Testament- I, I would give Testament of a New Devil Sister Cousin. Um, <laughs> sister New Devil Testament Sister Devil yeah. New Sister. Uh, I'd give it a six. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that there is enough there. I mean, dude, like, I know you've watched a lot of anime and pl- played a lot more mm. video games than me. I mean, his freaking arm turns into an armored blade. That's pretty arm cool. arm turns into a sword. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. There's enough, th- yeah, there's enough, like, uh, it's, it becomes like a shonen to cover up the weird etchiness. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. It's the, it's the sex slave stuff I had to kind of temper my expectations going forward. So, yeah. So, I appreciate you swimming in these waters, Garrett, giving, dipping your toe into it. Mm-hmm. I promise, once again... By the way, know. I used, like, incognito browsers on a VPN in order to, like... <laughs> You're now on a watch list somewhere, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit of, of, of Mr. Weird Dude. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, once again, I know this was something, I, I, you know, always it's good to do, like, a, a, a little dip our toe into Etchy every now and then because it's there, you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. So, once again, you know, as you bear with me, we still want to hear your thoughts in terms of etchy manga is this kind of is there a line you won't cross like we did here with the brother sister complex is there something you've watched it yourself you yourself was like this is too much for me or is it something that you're kind of willing to put aside for the sake of the cultural confidence of of japanese anime let us know in the comments below because we really want to know your thoughts we want to know what is everybody's general opinion about especially on the western side um but before we close off for this week gary do you have any final thoughts before we close off That's what it's I, just so, like, there's just 
two percent less soul than there was a week ago. So Garrett and I are going to go into a weeb noob contract with each other before we get cursed. And uh, and by giving that, we're going to give you all a nice. Have a great week. Peace out, guys. We'll be right back.